0: Stranger Rangers, this is Fatina. This is Brie. And you're listening to Stranger Danger, a true crime podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back.
1: All right. Part two. Part two. I'm so excited. We're just gonna go straight into it. Um, my wheels are turning in my head. And this I'm is anxious. a part two.
0: So if you haven't listened to part one, go back and listen to it. It's Karen Horman Um, and it's an infamous case here in Portland and it's definitely grabbed national attention. So if you haven't listened to part one to at least know the basics, go listen to it now. Okay. If you have already listened to it, then let's get into it. Yes. Let's get into it. Let me get comfortable again. Okay. (laughs) So last we know is that they're, you know, they're searching through Savvy Island. They're not finding a single fucking speck. Yeah. Nothing. All we have is
1: Terry's account, and that's it. All we have
0: is Terry's shoddy, stupid timeline. Right. Um, And the fact that she says she dropped him off and washed her hands of, you know, responsibility of the kid because she dropped him off at school, which can't say that is not a good washing of the hands by saying, hey, I dropped him off with the safest place in the world that he should be at, you know, with school. Right. But whether or not... He stayed there past the science fair in the morning is where, like, all the doubt is.
1: Right. Because he was marked absent. Her timeline after that is seeming super, super sketch.
0: This is where all the family... Well, how do I want to say this? Where all the family's coming and goings and happenings um, are put under the microscope. Because they have... A seven-year-old kid that's missing. Yeah. Right. So naturally, there's going to be attention on them. Mm-hmm. Naturally, there's going to be people around them, and there's going to be a lot of shit happening all at once. Right. All at once. Um, I can't imagine having to like work and do this, and you know, trying to keep life going and trying oh, to God, get this no. all happening.
1: Absolutely not. Um,
0: let alone like. Hopefully if you if I don't wish this on anyone, but if you are in a situation like this or in a bad situation, you've chosen a partner or you're with someone that's going to like be your ride or die and like be with you through this entire roller coaster.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, no matter what. Unfortunately, Kane did not have that. And this <laughs> is when <laughs> and this is when it starts unraveling with between him and terry
1: gotcha okay so
0: june 26 kyron has been missing for 16 days now yeah 16 days that's it mm-hmm. someone came forward
1: well since june 4th so like 22 days but you're 10 right days 22 days
0: yeah 22 days yeah mm-hmm. 22 days since he's been missing a landscaper that terry had hired for their house okay came forward to the Multnomah County Police and gave them information his name is Rodolfo Sanchez he mm-hmm. also goes by Rudy that Terry six months prior to Karen going missing so in like in January okay. Terry had come to him and asked him if he would kill Kane for $10,000
1: what just casual conversation. Just hey, casual I need you to trim those shrubs over there. And also, would you off my husband for $10,000? Yeah.
0: What the fuck? Oh, and bonus because he's an engineer at, at Intel, he usually carries about $10,000 in cash on him as well. And he carries a very expensive laptop. So if you kill him and you. Can you get your hands on those? You can keep those, too. He
1: carries $10,000 in cash on I,
0: him. I have no idea what the fuck he Is does. Is he Floyd but. Mayweather? Does he have, like, a fucking duffel bag? What? Who does that? That's just what she told him. Okay. I don't know that that's true. It
1: was his incentive. No,
0: but, right. It's just your bonus. Right? Yeah. End of the year bonus. <laughs>
1: it's Monopoly um, money.
0: So, he comes forward with that information, and Multnomah County's like, well, fuck. <laughs> like... What? <laughs> Who are we dealing How with did, here? What, what, what is happening now? Like, totally. looking for the kid. Uh, now you're telling us that she was trying to mur- or hire someone for murder yeah. like, for the husband. So what they did, they were quick on their feet. They called Kanan uh-huh. and they let him know. <laughs> they let him know. Hey, this is what's happening. We need you to wear a wire.
1: Whoa. He's also, like, um, excuse me? Yeah.
0: They also put a wire on the landscaper. Um, and they asked him to, like, rehab that conversation with her. But she also, she, obviously, now this is post Chiron missing. Sure. So... Now she smells something in the water. Yeah. So she's not confirming anything that she had said before. Right. So they have nothing to charge her. Wow. Because it's just he said, she said, there was no transfer of money. Right. There's nothing written down, nothing on recording for those prior conversations. And she's not confirming or saying that she has any knowledge of those conversations now on, on this now wire that Rudy wore over to her house to talk to her about it again. So, on June 28th, two days later, now t- 26 days of Kyron missing, Kane uh-huh. filed for fucking divorce. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. He filed for divorce, um, and he also asked for full custody of Kyra.
1: I was going to say, and full custody of our child. Yeah. You psycho.
0: Yeah. She, of course, denies all of this.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, and says that she did not ever say that. So now, that is what that bombshell hit the media. Right. right. That, okay, the kid's missing. Was this now plan B because she couldn't find someone to murder her husband? Oh, my goodness. So on July 6th, um, they have a, another conference, news conference. Now it's Desiree and Kane. Uh-huh. Um, and this is where... I think, I mean, these are words that stick with me when Desiree, like, looked at the camera speaking to Terry and said, do the right thing. Sure. Do the right thing. Right. Like, come on. Like, that woman is exhausted at this point.
1: Absolutely. Um, at least drop an anonymous tip of something, where. Something.
0: Oh, my God. Something. He is. Nothing comes forward now that they are at least separated because they're not even staying in the same household or anything. Right after they separated, so quickly after they separated, Terry needed somewhere to stay, mm-hmm. so she went to go stay with a friend named Dee Dee Spicer. Okay, you looked off to your right because I know that you're like that name sounds familiar. It sounds in all super this. familiar. So Dee, Dee Spicer is one of Terry's longtime friends. She also lives in that northwest area Uh of Portland. She stayed with her a whole 11 days while they were figuring out the separation thing. Sure. Um, But she said that, you know, she was concerned for her safety as well as Terry's, Mm
1: -hmm. that they were getting
0: phone calls, they were getting letters. um, Because now, like I said, people are (laughs) focusing their attention on... Terry and what her involvement would have been in all this. Right. And, of course, because Dee Dee seemed to have been her, like, confidant and her, like, her friend throughout this entire situation, and before this, just one of her really close friends, it was worth digging into her as well. Into Dee Dee. Into Dee Dee. Gotcha. So, come to find out, Dee Dee works at a local garden store. Okay. In that area. And that's really close to Skyline Elementary. A okay. couple of minutes away. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those places of work where you don't necessarily like clock in, clock out to mm-hmm. go to lunch, or you know, you're if you're out here, you know, working on these shrubs or moving whatever, like you could be, you don't have a post, is what I'm trying to get to. Okay. So if you're missing, I don't know that anyone would be able to tell necessarily because you're not like the cashier and the cashier's not there kind of thing.
1: Right. Um, and is it kind of like a mom and pop, yeah. like honor system right. sort of deal?
0: Right. It's not like a Lowe's or Home Depot type right. of thing. So come to find out, Dee Dee took an especially long lunch on June fourth, hmm. between ten and eleven thirty. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. Car gone and everything. So she wasn't even on the premises. She wasn't in the break room. Right. No one knows where she was at. Prior to this, her and uh, it's potentially and I couldn't I couldn't find a source to f- confirm this or not, but I heard that her and Terry might have had burner phones before this, oh, as a like, for them to communicate. It was weird.
1: That's all just super odd, super convenient, way super way too coincidental. Oh
0: yeah, the same time. Hour and a half. That we can't account for Terry. For both.
1: Weird. Julie
0: Spicer who we know is her friend who we know would take her in so that is a the special kind of level friend.
1: Mm-hmm. She works at a garden store which it's has tools shovels. and yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So she can't account for this. Um, eventually there was grand juries that Called them both in, called, I mean, they called everyone in, Mm -hmm. (laughs) including the principal of the school, including, um, I believe an anonymous, um, witness to the gym. And the only thing I can think of is maybe it's like the manager attesting that the videotape is the correct date and time. And sure. You know, this is how they, we know she checked in and whatnot. Right. But there was a lot of people called into the grand jury to, to testify, to see whether or not there would be indictments or whatnot. Uh huh. And Dee, Dee Spicer was called in. Dee Dee and Terry both pleaded the fifth over 140 times each.
1: Wow. And pleading the fifth is basically saying, like, I don't want to give up any information that would incriminate myself. Right. 140 times a piece basically or every together. Answer.
0: No, uh, no, a piece. Oh, They're in my their own gosh. testimonies, in their own time inside with a grand wow. jury. Wow they both declined to answer because of their fifth right fifth amendment, right? Right. Which is you don't have to answer because you don't want to self-incriminate. Mhm. Like you said, but so basically every fucking question that's how they answered. I plead the fifth. That wow, okay. I'm sure basically other than their fucking name. Yeah. Did they answer, I plead the fifth, too? Oh, my gosh. My mind is, like, boggled. What the hell? So, a little bit later comes out that some years prior, I'll say about 20 years prior, 20 or 25 years prior, um, to Terry and Kane being a thing and, you know, having a family and Karen disappearing, it's all, all those things, um... She also tried to hire someone to murder her first husband. What? Yeah. Oh my
1: gosh.
0: Apparently, it went something like they were sitting at a park at night together, and someone came out the bushes and she Uh. yelled, He's here for you, and like ran off. And like the person didn't go follow through with anything. And it was just like this weird situation.
1: What the heck? Had foiled. Um, So did that? (laughs) Did that information come to light throughout all of the trials? Like, yeah, through all this, through the
0: news, through the media, through friends of Terry that were kept getting, um, kept giving interviews to the Uh media, because at this point. Although I'm sure people, I mean, innately, they're going to be gossipy and they're going to want to talk. But I think any relation, any information that they have towards a person that's going to help either build their character or build a history on them, they're going to want to share it. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, because they think they're helping.
1: Right. Absolutely. Maybe.
0: Maybe. But, I mean, if someone knows a story like this Mm -hmm. from her past, I'm glad they shared it. Because it definitely helps you build on what we know now of Terry.
1: Well, and it further supports, um, what was his name, Rudy? Yeah. Rudy's claim of, you know, her asking him to basically be a hitman. So it's not like, oh, this wasn't just a a one-off he said, she said. Right. No, she... (laughs) She has a long history of trying to off her husbands. Right.
0: Crazy. Um, And just going back a little bit to the days, like, after, right after Karen went missing, I think there was on Dr. Phil, because she eventually, Terry did go on Dr. Phil to speak with him Mm. um, to, like, break the silence. She eventually broke the silence as well with a people interview. But in um, the days right after, She posted very casually on Facebook, like, one of her statuses as, like, going to the gym. Yeah. And it's like, dude, no. (laughs) Fuck, no one cares. Right. First, First and foremost, no one fucking cares. Second, like... A kid who you say you care about very much is, like, your own son is missing, you shouldn't be posting about going to the fucking gym. Like, no mm. one fucking cares. No,
1: every post so, on your social media should be about finding this child. It just,
0: at the very least, was very inappropriate. Sure. Or bad timing. Right. And so, along with that, though, there was also other sensational things that came out. So there was a friend of Kane's that came from out of town to help with the search, to Mm -hmm. help with the ground search or like with whatever they needed. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe his name was Michael. Let me look that up for sure. His name was Michael Cook just an old friend of Kane. And, um, he was, you know, with the family and in the circle you know, trying to figure out how to help and whatnot, and I guess Terry was like kidding on him.
1: <laughs> okay, that's wildly inappropriate. And
0: there's these texts where they're going back and forth, and it is this cringy conversation about how she's talking that she can bench press more than he weighs, so that she could like bench press him. Okay. It is this awkward fucking <laughs> so, conversation that I'm like, it, it, I'm not, I'm not kink shaming, but like, if you're into bodybuilders doing that to you, like, sure, whatever. Right. Um, But gross, because I don't want to see her talking about that.
1: Exactly. He's like, I'm so turned on. And then
0: she's like, well, I've been told I'm really good at one particular thing. He's like, oh, yeah, what's that? And then. She says, sucking cock. Oh, okay. And the guy goes, shring. <laughs> he says, shwing? Yes. What? Yes. This is wildly inappropriate. Oh the, my there's God. There's a kid that's fucking missing. And she has the fucking mind to go have these conversations. That's what I don't understand. And you're sexting back with your friend's wife. Yes, that too. I mean, I'm not, listen, he I don't even fucking care about him, but her. Yeah. What is
1: happening? This lady's crazy.
0: She's, and that's the thing. So, uh, Kane, I will say this before I start talking about Kane a little bit further. I've never seen someone so fucking relentlessly like continue the efforts to look for their child.
1: I know you've mentioned that Both before. Both him and Desiree. Yeah.
0: Um, he goes to car shows a lot. Mm-hmm. I've seen him a couple times before we had the podcast. I've seen him a couple times. I like he, he went to like, I think it was the, like Northwest, um, the largest yard sale that goes on the Coliseum and oh, stuff like yeah. that. Like uh-huh. he'll just, he'll rent a tent and he'll go up there and keep Kyron's face in everyone's face and. Oh
1: wow. Cause
0: you never fucking know. Totally. Right? Um, so very fucking relentless. Yeah. Um, in a good way. Like, any parent should be. Yeah, you should never um, stop
1: fighting to find your child.
0: And then, obviously, he <laughs> had the wherewithal to be like, okay, this bitch is going to try and kill me. I can't be with her. Right. Um, Because... For not only his safety, now we know Kyron's missing, and then now the little girl's safety.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: so he had the wherewithal to, like, file for divorce. Um, he was finally granted divorce on December 31st, 2013. So, right at the end of the new year, at the the new year, the divorce was final. Um, in 2016, so six years later, is when Terry finally did a public, um, interview with People magazine. Mm -hmm. And... Kane. <laughs> he bless his fucking heart. Like he is nonstop, that's raised nonstop. Like I said, the thirteen year anniversary, sad anniversary of this happened this Sunday. And they held a car wash. Mm-hmm. Um and this was just to keep raising funds to continue those efforts for new um I'm sure searches. Yeah. Um because at some point, I'm sure even the county is like, okay, well, you know, we've got to slow down Yeah. or, yeah. you know. Um, although they're still searching. Right. And they've narrowed it down to a very specific, two, I believe, 2,000 feet wide area that they're searching now. And I don't know if that's new information. Oh, really? And it might be two acres. I'm not sure. Me
1: uh, still, that's narrowing it down a <coughs> lot in... <laughs> In, in Portland, all, yeah, yeah, all the ground that you can narrow. cover.
0: Um, so I know that they've narrowed down where they're searching now or where they're focusing their efforts on. Um, if you guys watch, I'm definitely, <laughs> I watch some YouTube channels religiously. Yeah. Adventures with a Purpose is one of those channels. Okay. So, and that's because here in Portland, they've done some good work where they're a dive team. There's a sonar team that they oh, wow. go to lakes, rivers, even oceans, I believe. Uh huh. Um, and one time they stumbled on a car that had someone's remains in it. Really? Yeah.
1: In Portland? Yeah. Crazy. Off of, um,
0: McLaughlin, there. You know how oh, the boat ramp is uh-huh. off of uh, coastal? Yeah, right there. Wow. Yeah. So that's when I started watching them a couple years back.
1: Are they Portland-based? No, they're not. Oh, they just happen they just to be happen in Portland be doing it? Crazy. And
0: they've found, they found another one off of Salve Island as well, off one of the boat ramps off Salve Island. Dang. And that was about four or five years ago. Um, so...
1: I think that's something we forget about, too, living here. Like, the yeah. major rivers. Like, we're kind of like a, a port, you know? Things can be easily, be easily disposed of. That's crazy. And
0: I don't... and. Some of them are just accidents. Sure. Whether they're DUI accidents or medical accidents. Mm-hmm. Some of them are accidents. Some of them are on purposes. But yeah, um, they help, at the very least, I mean, I know they found, gosh, they go all over the country now. Because they were a dive team that were, like, looking for little tchotchkes in the water and whatnot, yeah. you know. But once they realized they could do something really good with that. For sure. They focused their efforts on that piece. Um, so they even did a whole dive out here on Savi Island on a couple different, um, boat ramps to see if there's anything that they could find. Unfortunately, obviously we would all know if they did, but they didn't find anything. Um, but it's still something that, and they did that a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. So even though it's been 13 years, it's still something that people want to figure out what the hell's happened. Absolutely. Um, the... National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, um, in 2017, put out a new flyer with the age progression of what Kyron would look like so okay. that people would, um, I guess, have an, a, a refreshed um, idea of what he would look like instead of having the image of a seven-year-old in their Because sure. now, with so much time passing, if he was seven, 13 years now, because they just put out a new image as well, he's well into his 20s. Yeah, 21 years old. Yeah crazy and yeah you have to
1: do those age progressions when it's been this long to. because you're not looking for that little boy with the glasses
0: right right and, and it's heartbreaking because he his smile from the school picture that they use or the, the, the picture that they use for this initial flyer it's just a very innocent smile and just uh full of life kind of smile and it's just it's heartbreaking to see that in the age progression because yeah. i'm like i bet that's still how like nice he would look
1: for sure and you know? then I wonder in situations like this too like you know let's say his dad was somewhere in town and he ended up crossing paths with Kyron yeah. now like I wonder if like that parental instinct oh. would be able to look at a young man and be like oh my god it's you oh I bet you know like that
0: make you sniff your child that <laughs> sense would have yeah. to kick in yeah uh, so the case is still with the FBI. It was; it never really left the FBI. Obviously, sure. Multnomah County has um, some FBI's planted here. Mm-hmm. Not just for this, but for anything. But um, they have their people assigned to that as well. In 2012, uh, Desiree filed a civil suit against Terry.
1: Wow, okay.
0: Um, and this is, again, she pled the fifth on every single question mm-hmm. ever asked. Which is... A fucking slap. Like, dude, you were the last fucking person to see him. Well, and it's just like such a tease,
1: too. It's like you you could give up information that would validate your innocence or to give you an alibi, but because legally you have the right to not answer this right. question, it's...
0: Uh, it's frustrating. It's because so at least,
1: frustrating. At
0: least answer... I mean...
1: Just where were you? Where were you? But right. you're not going to answer it. Right. Because it's going to fucking send you to
0: prison, bitch. Because, Right. <laughs> right. There's so many things that... But, you and know, you're the just skating time, by. Like, if you have nothing to hide, which I don't think is the case. That's my opinion. Yeah. But if you have nothing to hide, let's say she did just drop him off, went to go run her errands. hmm went to the gym because what she's saying happened in that hour and a half is that she was just driving around because the kid had an earache, Kyra mm-hmm. had an earache, and she was driving around to soothe her. Right. For an hour and a half? I mean, at least be like, I parked and sat
1: with her on the waterfront. or Well, or, it, well
0: that's the thing. It's like, yeah, maybe that or... But if you have a sick kid, because an Eric is fucking terrible. Awful. Like, on a baby. Mm-hmm. So, if your kid is fussy, if your kid is achy, your kid, you know, probably needs some hydration, probably needs some medicine, probably needs to go to sleep. I kind of get to driving around to a certain extent. Yeah, if that's what, what helps soothe them. But... And if that what's helping them soothe and, like, maybe fall asleep, then why the fuck? fuck would you take them to a gym daycare
1: absolutely why yeah they're not happy they want to be home they want you to snuggle them and they want to
0: take a fucking day off the
1: gym exactly
0: don't go put your kid in daycare Mm -mm. with someone who is like really you're dropping your kid off sick
1: yeah that's true
0: what an asshole move seriously seriously just don't go to the gym that day.
1: Exactly. 100%. But she needed
0: somewhere that she could, t- you know, check into, I'm sure. Yeah. That's what I think happened.
1: Absolutely.
0: So <sighs> eventually, Desiree dropped that civil lawsuit.
1: Uh huh. It wasn't going anywhere.
0: Because she was advised to by, I believe, Multnomah County, um, because it would hinder their criminal investigation. Although to this date, Terry has not been named a person of interest or a suspect officially. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah.
1: I wonder if that's a strategy. I'm sure it is. Tactic to keep her from running. It's like.
0: Oh, she's ran. Oh, Oh. So she tried. Changing her name legally. Okay. Well, Noma County Judge was like, no. No, you will no, not. No, madam um, So what she did to legally change her name is she got married. hmm So now she's Terry Vasquez, living down in California. She pulled a Carla Homolka. Yeah. So she's down in California. I don't know what she's doing for a living. Um. <laughs> Can evading police, yeah. Yes, me. But, um, she along with the divorce with Kane in 2013 went her parental rights to Kyra. Kyra, oh, re-
1: okay, so that was written into yeah. the divorce agreement. Yeah. Oh, nice.
0: That, um, she I believe it was that if she were to have visitations, it would be like supervised in like two hours, something like that. Sure, and that she was to go nowhere near Skyland Elementary, um, because she. They got a protection order against her because of the whole fucking situation. Right. Um, That's so, what's wild to
1: me that she's never been named a person of interest, but then all of that is going so down.
0: She walked away from her child essentially. Yeah. No, like literally, she went to California. She's living a whole uh-huh. other fucking life, and now the kid is at least thirteen years old.
1: Right. Which is wow. Wild. She's
0: a, she's probably fourteen. Well, sounds to me like she's better off. Oh, hundred percent. Sad to say it is
1: sad to say, but
0: I don't feel bad saying it, it is sad to say, but it's it's the reality of the matter, like, um, oh, so that's what i, I they did come back to me <laughs> <laughs> so Kane did go on I don't remember if it was a local t v show or a national t v show, but he went on one of the one of the news channels and um he discussed that after Terry had Kyra, he saw a big change happen in Terry. Hmm. Whether that was postpartum. Okay. He doesn't know. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, he saw that there was a big change attitude-wise in her. Okay. Um, and later it also came out, friends, quote-unquote friends of Terry... Um, and this is why I think, you know, people wanted to be involved, but also, like, want to help in a way as much as they could. And I do think these, this next piece helps a little bit. A friend came forward and shared emails that Terry had sent, or communication that Terry had sent, saying that Kyron was destroying their marriage. Like, fights about Kyron. Really? And I don't know if that was about medical stuff. Okay. Or whether it was about, you know, a dual household.
1: Uh huh. Um,
0: because I didn't know that. I do know that um, when they did switch off, they would have to drive two hours to meet halfway in the middle. I was going to say
1: maybe the errand of sharing him having to yeah. share the custody was
0: a little much for her. Right. Um, and apparently there had also been some recent issues. With her older kid, uh uh-huh. her first kid, staying in the house, there had been some headbutting with between him and Kane.
1: Gotcha. So
0: Kane, what it says in the letter, and I don't know that Kane did this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it says that like Kane kicked them out. Okay. But I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was a kick out or more like. You should cons- consider go living with your father, or the kids saying, "I want to go live full time with my father." Gotcha. Or whatnot.
1: Some sort of friction. Some
0: sort of friction was happening between the older kid and Cain, and also now there's Kyron's friction. Whether that was like we said, either because the errand of running him back and forth, yeah, or whether that was, um, just I don't know. It seemed like a burden to her. I guess right. I don't know. Right. So. There's those letters that came out that also solidified in everyone's mind. Obviously, she wanted to get rid of Chiron.
1: Yeah. It provides some form of a motive. Yeah. Or something that would spark a motive, potentially.
0: Something. So, that's... That's it. That's where we're at. That's so
1: crazy. We're in
0: 2023 now. Right? Yeah. So... Thirteen years have gone by. Wow, with zero answers. Wasn't was there time.
1: not? I feel like I'm picturing this in my head. Was there not like video footage from the elementary school that show Chiron on them at a certain point in time? No, no. Mm-hmm. I there must be no thinking f- of another case then, or something. Because there's
0: no footage. Oh, uh, there's no, um, there's no cameras at the school.
1: Gotcha. Okay. And
0: that's changed now. Okay. There, um, obviously, like I said, different protocols for things like science fair days. Yeah. Um, that's definitely changed now. I believe there wasn't a fence, and now there is a fence around the school mm-hmm. as well. Um,
1: I mean, these days, yeah, there should absolutely be oh, all of those things at elementary I, schools. I mean,
0: now, I mean. <laughs> So, there is a new Multnomah County District Attorney now. Okay. Um, and Desiree met with them this this last week. Met mm-hmm. with the new District Attorney because, obviously...
1: The anniversary and... Well,
0: the, well, the anniversary and, well, this mother's also nonstop. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, if there ever were to be charges brought the DA is going to be the person that says, okay, we're bringing these charges on behalf of the people or whatever. Right. So, you know, the parents want to keep close contact with them as well. And I think it, um, of course, there's pressure on the DA. um, And I think with any case, right, especially after such a long time, it pays off to be methodical about how they do things mm-hmm. to make sure they don't fuck it up right especially with it being so far removed from the date that it's like let's make sure it's related or what have you so, right I, and you know i don't know i think more things could have been done earlier and i'm sure every parent feels like that yeah situation right um i don't know it's hard it, it is super
1: hard. And I mean, I I guess just I'm thinking about the checking in and out process and stuff like that. And I mean, to me, if you were somebody that was going to abduct a kid, like you would kind of obviously plan to know that that system wasn't in place that day. Yeah. Like it, oh, yeah. it's all very intentional. Yeah.
0: It's just a lot of coincidences. For sure. Like. Him being gone on a Friday for a doctor's thing. That, mm-hmm. that's still, I can't get rid of in my brain that I'm like, yeah. that was, that was like coughing the day but before at work to say you're sick the next day. Exactly. That's setting up the plan. I'm probably not going to feel good
1: on the 14th right. of July right. next year. right? Um, yeah.
0: You know, just setting up the groundwork for him being missing that day. Right. And not setting off alarms. And... God, being six hours behind on a kid missing. Right. That's a long time. It, that's in, a long time. In my
1: head, I'm playing this scene in a, a episode of SVU that I just watched the other day, and Olivia Benson's like, I don't believe in coincidences. <laughs> and right, right now, I'm heavily feeling all yes. of that. Th- these are not coincidences. I think, think it's all so intentional.
0: Six hours from... That from that epicenter of Skyland Elementary, so Northwest Portland, six hours, six hours north, will put you right at the tip of Canada. Yeah. Six hours south, you're into California. Yep. Six hours east, uh, you're you're like Pendletonish area, maybe a little further. Spaced. Oh yeah,
1: I mean you, I you're, mean you could pretty much reach Idaho in six hours. I, yeah, for, for sure. sure.
0: Um, and then you go west. You got the fucking ocean, exactly, <laughs> and anywhere in between those, you've got endless fucking forests. There was a cave nearby that they searched right away mm-hmm. because it was—it's one of those, you know, caves that are known like kids will go play in it, right. or you know, whatever. Um, and it's
1: just—you've got national forests, you've got lakes, you've got rivers, you've got oceans, you've yeah. got hike, I mean, trails, and... And, yeah, and,
0: there's, and oh God, there's so many things, and it's like, okay, and she purposely planned where she would have the truck that day. Yeah. And mind you, she didn't even take the project at the end of showing it in the morning, like she was supposed to.
1: Mm. Because when she got
0: home and posted that picture on Facebook, she also emailed his teacher to coordinate grabbing it because she had missed... Grabbing it in the morning, which is like, bitch, that's why you had the fucking truck that day. Right. That was the whole point.
1: Why else would you have the truck? And how did you forget to grab
0: it? Right. Oh, my gosh. This is killing me. Yeah. There's so many things. Wow. And then an hour and a half missing and her friend is also missing an hour and a half. Who also
1: wants to plead the fifth 140 times oh and not account for God. her whereabouts? Like
0: that—that that yes. boggles my
1: mind. It's like one thing for it, Terry the, too, but your friend also.
0: And there's what also? So Terry or uh, Desiree is. Uh, I don't know how you, there's a saying in Spanish that says uh, and it doesn't translate well <laughs> because it, it in Spanish is. Uh, no pelos en la lengua, which is you have no hairs on your tongue, which doesn't translate well, but it's like you don't hold anything back. Sure, okay. That's what it translates to, essentially. But she posts a lot of things on her Facebook, and one of those things are these new posters that have been put together that they're for Didi, (laughs) for Didi about Didi, um, and here's, I'll, I'll read you what the, what the poster says. It has all these different pictures of Dee Dee because honestly, I think the media chose the, the most flattering 20 year old picture on Facebook that they could on her. Yeah. Crime. Um, and that's just me being nice. So it says June 4th, 2010, Karen Horman went missing from his Portland, Oregon Elementary School. Dee Dee Spicer not only had the same missing time as Terry Horman, Karen's ex-stepmom, she worked down the street from Karen's school at a farm. They couldn't find Dee Dee at lunchtime. Dee Dee also used a burner phone to communicate with Terry. When Dee stayed with Terry at Terry's home after Kyron went missing, they would go outside to speak to each other in fear the house was bugged. Dee was questioned in a civil deposition, and she pled the fifth 143 times. New evidence in Kyron's case proves that Dee is actually the one who killed Kyron. For Terry, Dee Spicer is living and working in Klamath Falls, Oregon, so if you see Dee, please ask her where Kyron is.
1: Wow! Can I see that picture? Yeah. Crazy. So that's
0: Didi. All of those pictures are yeah. Didi. Wow. Yeah. And now I believe those four pictures on the side there of the Ky- of they are all his age progression. So right. they're the the original one where mm-hmm. he, the day he went missing. Um, I believe that one is seven, or sorry, I believe that's like a thirteen, like a teenager page. Uh, Age progression 15 to 18 and then 20 to 23 or something like that. So crazy. Yeah. So yeah, there's she's she doesn't hold back on fuck this bitch. Let's get her. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And then there's another poster, same thing about Terry. She's like, if you see her, record the conversation, put a phone in her face and ask her where Kyron is. Absolutely. And at this point, unfortunately. In my very unprofessional opinion, I think Terry thinks she's gotten away with it. Yeah. There's got to be some karmic resolution to this where somehow, someway, somehow, either someone's going to open up and say something. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to find something. That helps them put it on Terry, but absolutely. I don't think she's going to willingly say anything because she feels like if she just shuts her mouth, she'll get away with it. And obviously, with their deposition, both her and Dee, technically, right now they have absolutely.
1: There's nothing. There's nothing concrete no. to put them there. Hold them on. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Well, this is just such a crazy, crazy case. It I is. mean, I think. I mean, it is definitely nationally known, so I'm sure a lot of our listeners out there have at least heard this name. Um, Thank you for laying all of it out. I'm, like, wildly embarrassed that I didn't know more of this before, but um, I'm glad I know now. And, wow, that was way crazier and way more turns than I anticipated. It's it's,
0: It's very simple on, you know, as far as, like, could go to school. He's missing. It's right. not like oh, someone saw him getting snatched, snatched up into a van, or right. you know. I, I guess I don't know what else could be different than this. um Or you know, we saw him get on the bus, and then he never arrived at school. Sure, that's happened before. Or we saw him walk off towards the bus. You we know? have
1: footage of him walking out of this convenience store with a stranger, right, or whatever. So
0: it's just very. Very fucking weird.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So,
0: and I think anyone who knows about it, Terry, should speak on it. Dee Dee. (laughs) Oh, you know what's funny? And, um, not funny, but in the last, um, interview that Desiree had, I believe during the car wash was footage of the car wash. Um, she says, we're coming for you. Don't sleep. And it's like this meme, yeah I fucking love it. Yes, Desiree, don't sleep. We're coming for you. Don't sleep. We're gonna figure this out eventually. Keep one eye open, absolutely. Oh my gosh, Terry, I you love don't care that. If you're in California. Uh huh. Guess what? That's extraditable. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So
1: that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. All right, well, oh, that's man. the case of Karen Horman. Crazy. Yep. Well, um, thank you guys for joining us. I'm hoping you enjoyed the back-to-back two-parters. We'll be coming at you here soon with some new episodes. I'm personally hoping to um, cover something. I mean, we talk about close to home with this case being in Portland, and I'm really hoping to cover one from my direct hometown here in the next coming weeks for you guys. So doing a little bit more research on that to kind of Make sure I have all my T's crossed and my I's dotted, but a little teaser there for you. And I think that's all we got.
0: Yeah. No other news. If you haven't already, please go leave a review so other listeners like you can find us. And if you haven't already, go check us out on Instagram, TikTok, and Patreon. Yep. Okay. Don't be a stranger. Bye. Bye.